This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station. morning. This is Frida Liu. Many of us are familiar with the phrase, walk the talk. It is a shortened version of an earlier one that reads, if you're going to talk the talk, you've got to walk the walk. Essentially, it means to do what you say you will do instead of just making empty promises. It's about putting your words into action. How many take this seriously though? How many of us actually live by our words and the values and philosophies we spout for the world to hear? We hear of so many people and organizations that say one thing and do something else. So what's wrong with that? Why is saying one thing and doing another such a big deal and is there a term for not walking the talk once again it's the last monday of the month and we have human equation founder sheila singham with us on race again to discuss why it is so important to walk the talk and how we can endeavor to do it good morning sheila good morning frida right uh interesting that you want to talk about this now is there an expression you would use to describe people or organizations who do not walk the talk who profess one thing and do something else Ah, yes. I call it incongruence, okay. right? As the opposite of congruence. So the word congruence itself, when it applied, when it's applied to behavior, it means consistency between one's values, the attitudes they project, and the actual behavior observed. So when the behavior does not align with what is preached, it's incongruence. Right. It's so interesting that you call that incongruence and congruence because I just say hypocrites anyway. <laughs> now, why? Uh, I like your politically correct term. Now, why is incongruence such a big deal? After all, you know, there are many times in our lives when we change our minds about something, right? I mean, I do that or backtrack after making a wrong decision. Does that make me incongruent? No lah. I mean, there are people who decide to get married that someone's going to be their partner for life. Then it doesn't work out. They divorce. That's not incongruence lah. That's being clever. You know, we all have the wisdom, freedom to make our decisions and form our own opinions about something. Opinions are formed based on our own perceptions, our own internal filters. If they turn out to be biased, for example, if they are racist or sexist opinions that offend and do not fit into the social norms, then they should be changed. There's nothing mm. wrong about saying we made a mistaken, we had a mistaken opinion about someone or something and changing our minds about it. There's also mm. nothing wrong with changing your direction when a decision doesn't work for you and then making a new one. So changing what is not productive is not incongruent. That's called wisdom, Frida. Right. So, so what is the context to which we apply the term incongruence then? I think it's when people and organizations portray, preach, or proclaim a set of beliefs, values, and philosophies, and then go right out and do things that conflict with this. I mean, you, you go out there, you put it out as a mantra for your business, you know, you've got your mission, values, and this is what we stand for, and then your people are doing things that are opposite of that. And then you can't turn around and say, oh, we didn't know. You know, because if you are the leaders of the organization, it's your business to know everything that is happening. Uh, mm. I don't know excuse, you know, like what happened with one MDB. Oh, we didn't know that. That's not an excuse. It's called mm. accountability. So part of being congruent, if you want to remain a congruent organization, 
there needs to be a system in place, a framework in place where you check at every level of the organization from the top right down to, you know, the, the cutting room, the mail room, the cleaners, whether they are all aligning with the aspirations, you know, what you're preaching, because then you are congruent. Right. Can, we, uh, can you give some examples of incongruence? Oh my goodness, where do I stop? Okay, <laughs> there are lots, you know. I mean, so for example, a company that pro- aims, you know, claims that it's promoting equal opportunities for all, but it allows sexist leaders who demean women and exclude women from top leadership positions. And, you know, at a meeting, for example, when a woman makes a decision and say, or, or, or getting the woman to go and do the secretarial work, make the coffee instead of sitting down there and leading the meeting. I mean, those are subtle signs, right? Mm. Sometimes it might not be even be within awareness. Or let's say a company, a company that is selling training. All right, and it's going out and telling other companies you need to invest in training, training for growth and all that business development. And then when you go and tell that same company, look, let's send our trainers for training. Oh no, no, no need lah. We got no budget for that. You cannot waste money on that. That's incongruence, okay? Right. Or, or, or then a company that says, oh, we we believe in work life balance for employees. And then you're asking people to work overtime, calling them at odd hours at night just because they're working from home. Where, where are you promoting? I mean, your behavior is in conflict, right? Mm. Ah, again, and, and this is a story I've heard. Non-governmental organization soliciting funds from the government, grants from the government, soliciting funds from the public, but yet its officials are traveling first class and staying in mm. top class <laughs> hotels on the funds of the NGO. And then mm. leaders who tell people to cut costs. This one also I heard. People cut costs. You know, organization is bleeding money. You know, we, we, we need to cut all the costs, cut salaries, and, you know, we know bonus this year. And then you find out the CEO is renovating his, uh, his office with, you know, like million dollars worth of renovations and Persian carpets and all that. Mm-hmm. And, then, uh, uh, and then you have individuals, uh, managers who say, oh, we must uh, be, you know, preach integrity and honesty. You know, you don't come to work on time, you use company time and then uh, you're doing other things, you're cheating the company. But they use company resources uh, for their family and personal use. So all this... Plenty of examples. It's happening every day, right. everywhere. Right, right. Now, why is incongruence so damaging? Why is it so important to be, you know, the opposite of that? For me, congruence relates to integrity. Mm. And incongruence reflects a lack of integrity. So integrity essentially is adherence to a code of moral values. You have a code of moral values and you live by it. You project it. So things like authenticity, honesty and all that comes there. And for me, congruence is also that. How do you adhere to such a code? By living it out in thought, word and deed. Now, is it realistic to to be able to do that? No, I mean, I'm sure I'm incongruent at times as well when I mm. you know when I propagate em- emotional intelligence then I lose my temper yeah I'm being incongruent but the as <laughs> I'm being incongruent but the aspiration needs to be congruent you always need to check and balance so everything you say must be aligned with that code and if it does not you will lose credibility you and I have seen so many examples of leaders corporate leaders world leaders government leaders who preach one thing do another and totally in one day overnight, their credibility can be gone. And when mm. credibility is eroded, trust will go down. Where there is no trust, 
people are not going to be inclined to listen to you or be led by you or be influenced by you. Even in sales, if you don't have credibility, you think people want to buy for you from you. So if you're managing a team, if you don't follow what you are preaching, you think people are going to listen to you. So we've seen examples of this, right? So how can you influence people as a leader when you have no credibility and no trust? And it's the same with companies. So individuals and companies. Some companies, they proclaim respect. You know, go inside there and put five values on the wall, big, big for people to see. Respect. And yet they treat their people with disrespect or allow it to happen. Now, doing it, the behavior, uh, the incongruent behavior is one thing. But allowing it to happen in the world, workplace, that's just as incongruent. You, you see people treated badly. You see a manager is berating the staff. You see a high turnover. But you do nothing about it. And worse still, Fida, like to like grab salt in the wound, you promote these people simply because they can contribute towards the financial results or they are smooth enough to play the game, you know, the political game. Mm. All right. Uh, so I want to talk a little bit more about, uh, you know, the fact that some people are unaware that they're incongruent. And more importantly, what can you do uh, in just a moment? I'm here with Sheila Singer from Human Equations. Stay tuned to Race Your Game, BFM 89.9. Become fabulous millionaires. BFM 89.9. morning this is for you Liu, and you're listening to race a game i'm here with uh, human equation founder sheila Singham, who joins us for the last monday of the month and we're talking about walking the talk remaining congruent and walking the talk you know, so earlier on you know you were giving examples about it's not about changing minds but uh, incongruency in our behavior our thoughts our actions right now some people are oblivious to the fact that they are incongruent right um, and how can first of all they be so unaware and how I guess more importantly how can you know uh, later on we'll talk about how we can address it but how can they be so unaware Okay, so you know, I I've seen this happen now. So I'm a I'm a trainer of neuro linguistic programming, and I use this process called parts integration. Sometimes I see distinct parts in people. I want to do this, but I'm doing the other thing, and I can't seem to help myself. And so this whole thing about parts integration is like people form parts within themselves when mm. things happen in their youth, their childhood, and so on repeatedly, right? And they cannot cope with it. A part uh, uh, forms. It, it's not. It's not multiple personalities or anything as serious as that. But you know, you, you just have this part that happens that gives you a, a belief system and a certain behavior that allows you to go and do that thing that you want to do, which your natural self um, is afraid to do or con- cannot do. So um, the psyche forms a different part with a different intention. All right. So if a part of me is is very um, sort of timid, let's say, and being timid is not protecting me because I'm not standing up for my rights, then a mm. part forms which will go out there and just you know, get angry and speak at people. And then people say, hey, what happened to him? You're usually so quiet. Where did that come from? Okay? Right. So these parts are you. Often they are conflicting. One part wants to do this. The other doesn't. Both uh, work with the intention, a, part, a particular intention for the person. 
So the part that forms, it's not bad. It's got a positive intention for you. It's just that the behavior might not be productive. It might not be so acceptable in the milieu in which you exist. All right. So and often it's out of awareness. So um, so they're sincere in wanting to be a certain way and do the right thing, but they they keep doing the wrong thing, right? So that's another thing. Like they, they would need to maybe talk to someone about being able to recognize the parts. Often a conversation helps the per- person to realize, oh my gosh, I didn't realize I had that part. That, right. that was me. I right. know I do this, but I don't know why. And now I understand why. And when you understand why, what's the positive intention of that part, the conflicting, right. incongruent part, then you'll be able to address it. Right. So I, I, you know, I guess you, you spoke about it, about addressing this, right, uh, and, and some ways to do this, right? But do you have any other, uh, other suggestions? Well, I guess it's to maybe that there needs to be a sort of self-reflection, um, if if you don't, you know, you cannot avail of coaching or don't know where to go to. And mm-hmm. in a, many NLP practitioners will be able to do this parts integration um, right. process. But if you right. can't, then for me, I advocate journaling. And I advocate mm-hmm. look, looking, if you find that this is happening, this be- weird behavior is happening that you don't like mm-hmm. or is conflicting, ask the people around you. Ask the mm-hmm. people around you, um, Okay, how did it feel for you? How did I come across? And then begin to sit down and start journaling. Today, this happened. I reacted this way. It was alien to my nature. And then begin to track back what are the triggers. All right. Often there will be a trigger that will trigger your part. Right. Okay. I find that, you know, yeah, that's a so great suggestion. Journaling and talking to people. Uh, and, I, I, and I'll know that as well when something's not right. I, I have a friend, I call her Sheila Singham, and I will tell her <laughs> that it is, not, it is not well with my soul. Let's have a chat, you know. Uh, what about organizations? Why does incongruence happen? Okay, so I believe there are a number of reasons. So organizations, companies start off usually small and they have these aspirations and there's, you know, they're idealistic maybe. Uh, they start with a set of values that underscore their philosophy. Then mm. over time, they grow bigger. Leadership changes. New leaders come in with their own goals and aspirations and mandate from shareholders which they endeavor to fulfill, but they don't keep their eyes on the original values. Or right. maybe they outgrow those values. All right? They, grow, they outgrow those values and uh, they, they don't keep their eye on, on the philosophy and often do not realize that the things that they're telling their people to do or the direction of the company is no more aligned. All right? right. Mm. Yeah. No, uh, because I, you're right, you know, when you outgrow your values and sometimes, you know, the, the, with the company changes or what have you, then when it's okay to change, but you need to keep the employees on board with this change. Otherwise, you know, organizations will say things like, you know, it, it, they, they can't keep track because wasn't that the company before what happened, right? Because like the examples I said, well, this wasn't the company I joined. I've heard mm. people say that, right? And maybe the company's moving in a different direction, but you've got to keep your everybody in, in, in the loop, so to speak, right? You yeah. are right. And then, okay, la, so if you're going back to profitability, then say, la, profitability mm. is one of our values. Nothing wrong with that, what? So at mm. least everybody knows that everything we do now, it, there has, it has to make business sense, okay? Right. 
So, but if you are saying, you know, it's all about altruism and respecting each other, the people first and all, but everything else spells that money first, then the people begin to see right. that you're incongruent. And then right. that beca- becomes like sort of behavioral incongruence, you know, values mm. incongruence. If the mm. company's values are not, the, uh, are not aligned with the employee's values, that becomes values incongruence. very hard for employees to stay on and trust the company and want to do what the leaders are saying. Right. Okay? Just, yeah. And so, we probably realized a lot more of this in the last two years where mm-hmm. the priorities, obviously, for most companies would have changed, right? Mm-hmm. Because of the reality of what's going on, right? But mm-hmm. that has a, that message uh, or that, you know, has not been relayed. Yeah, and, and it's okay. Changing your values are not carved in stone. They right. must change. Our personal values change with time. You know, yes. when you're in your 20s and 30s, maybe it's ambition and career, then you get mm-hmm. a family, then those become part of your values. As you get older, you get like more spiritual and I want to do mm-hmm. more altruistic things. So it's fine. So companies' values also will change. But, you mm-hmm. know, if you are not, if you are having a set of uh, values, a uh, bi- philosophy out there projected for the world to see, but internally, you know, your, your, your leaders are authoritarian, punitive, and then it, that can bring about governance issues also, by the way, and people start right. hiding things, people start right. doing underhand things to, to achieve the targets. And then, you know, also you, the, you close eyes to unacceptable behaviors because um, if you, you to you know, reprimand those people and, and they go, then it might impact operations and the financial targets and all that. So it's compromise. Lah. When you start compromising your values, incongruence sets in. Right. So how can we ensure that we achieve congruence in our lives and in organizations? Okay, I think the first thing we need to do is to have a clear set of values. That's why one of the things I do with organizations is go in and elicit the set of values of every employee and then sort of elicit the, the, the organization's uh, values. And you might find from 30, 20 years ago, it hasn't changed. But now, you know, when you pull together all the values and align them, you might find that the track has changed. Then you need to change the organization's values and, and decide, you know, as a consensus at different levels, is this okay with everyone? And then you mm. need to translate those values into actions and state what actions will reflect or detract from this. Now, every company has got people with job description, operations, manuals, process outlines. But when you ask them, okay, these values, are what behaviors do you want to see and not see that reflect these values? They don't often have that. All right? right. So, uh, yeah. So, again, you need to review the values and what you or your organization stand for at regular intervals. What's regular? I don't know. Five years once, three years once. Now with the pandemic, like two years ago, everyone next year has to review their values as far as I'm right. concerned because the way we work has changed. The, the, the objectives mm. might have changed. Even the business um, model that we are using might right. have changed, right? Right. So another thing also is I would say do regular audits. Ask mm. people whether they think you are walking the talk. You can do this as an individual. Just send out you know, notes to strangers, friends, colleagues, family members. Family members, you'll get the truth. Lana. <laughs> so, you know, 
Uh, so often when you go, and for organizations, so often when you go to, and, and don't just send a questionnaire la, for organizations. Yeah. Go on, survey monkey, answer this. Because, you know, sometimes, even if it's anonymous, it, it's very remote. You will get more information when you talk to people because from their physiological changes, their tonality, their expressions, you can tell a lot. So mm. talk to people and you'll begin to see the incongruence between what you are portraying out there, whether personally on social media and all that, or as a company on your billboards, your branding, your media. And also, you can even ask people, hey, if, if I'm a brander, what would you think of me? In fact, I think I might go and start doing that soon. <laughs> it's mm. just sparked an idea, Frida. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then, of course, don't tolerate the behaviors and attitudes that conflict with the values. Right. Okay, so you've got the values, you've got the behaviors that you want to see and don't want to see. So those that conflict, uh, you need to you need to reprimand or take action against those perpetuating them. Those that align and fulfill, then you reward lah. Mm. And mm, and and on a personal level, if you feel inside of you your internal radar, you feel uneasy about the things you've said or done, you feel like I was a bit incongruent there. Work out how you need to get aligned. Ask people if you have to apologize. Go in a, and take responsibility to it. Right? Mm. Mm. And uh, even for organizations, how many times have you and I seen organizations do something wrong and then they right. just like cover it up. No, no. And they deny and they deflect. Right. Today, people are not stupid. Everything comes out on social media before you can even come out with a holding statement. People right. know. So right. people value authenticity and transparency. You get far more respect for saying we were wrong, we apologize, yeah. we're going to take steps to make this better rather than denying and trying to you know, pre- present yourself as an as an inviolable organization. Right. Uh, thanks for, for spending uh, the last Monday with us. Uh, as usual, I was speaking to uh, Human Equation founder Sheila Singham, talking about remaining congruent and walking the talk. You've been listening to Raise Your Game. My name is Fia Liu, TFM 89.9. Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to bfm.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, The Business Station.